You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hello, 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 and thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. I want to thank you for being a faithful listener and checking us out every week on Afro Vibes Radio. But hey, if you somehow don't get a chance to check us out Thursdays, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Afro Vibes Radio, please don't hesitate to check out our podcast page. That's anchor.fm backslash HW Connection. That's H-W-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N. Again, check us out on our anchor.fm podcast page. Check out all the shows uploaded there immediately after the show airs on Afrovibes Radio. Also, if you want to listen to the show live on Afrovibes Radio, please download the app, afrovibesradio.com. You can download it from the, the website or go to your local or favorite, sorry, mobile OS app, be it Android or iPhone. Download the app on your phone today. You can stream the show as well as the awesome Afrobeat music collection live on your phone for free. Again, no money down, all free, all awesomeness. Do it today. Again, um, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can always get at me on Instagram. Um, my uh, name, Dr. Barry MD, D R B A R R Y M D. Also, you can email me at Dr. Barry Health at gmail.com. That's Dr. Barry, D R B A R R Y H E A L T H at gmail.com. And last but not least, Facebook is also where we're at, posting all the shows as well as other exciting articles. Check us out at www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Again, please uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love hearing from listeners. Any feedback, any even sponsorship opportunities, because we are um, very highly listened podcast. Always looking for sponsors. Check us out if you're interested in sponsoring the show. And also, you can do it on the Anchor FM page. You can donate, become a super sponsor. We're going to get a lot of cool freebies for those people who do sign up. So check us out again. It's Dr. Barry here. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the show. We can't agree on anything anymore. As a country, we just can't agree. We just fight about everything. We can't even agree on Black Lives Matter. That's a controversial statement. Black Lives Matter. Not matters more than you, just matters. <laughs> matters. <laughs> just matters. <laughs> That's where we're starting the negotiations. <laughs> matters. We can't agree on that shit. What the fuck is less than matters? Black lives exist, can we say that? Can we say, is that controversial? We always ask for the lowest common denominator. We ask for the lowest rights. Gays were fighting for equal rights. Equal rights, that, 
Could you believe that's an actual stance you can have? You could be for equal rights? That means there's people out there saying, I think everybody should have the same rights as everyone else. And there's other people like, nah, son, I disagree. <laughs> I just don't think so. Black people was fighting for civil rights, not even equal. <laughs> just civil. Can we get civil? Can we get, I'll take civil rights. Just be civil. We want civil. Can we get civil? Turn the fucking hose off. Can we just get... They don't tell you black lives don't matter. That's not what they say. That's not the argument. They hit you with that slick shit. Like, well, all lives matter. Really? Semantics? <laughs> that would be like if your wife came up to you and was like, do you love me? And you were like, baby, I love everybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love all God's creatures. What are you saying? You're no different. Why do black people always have to get over shit so quickly? Thanks, black lady. <laughs> Right? Why, why, do we, why do we always gotta get over shit? Every time we bring some shit up. Slavery, oh, that was 400 years ago. <laughs> Segregation, oh, you, you guys got Black History Month out of it. Come on, we, we gave you February. <laughs> Police shooting, that, that was two weeks. Come on, you still, still? 9-11, <laughs> oh, never forget. That's why this September, I'm getting a t-shirt that says, all buildings matter. Let me see how that works. No? You want one? Hello, 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 and welcome to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast slash radio show. I'm your host, Dr. Barry, and I want to thank you for joining us for what I hope will be an exciting show for you, to, for you today. Now, there's a lot to talk about, guys, and it's kind of a crazy crazy week been going through all kinds of things i'm here broadcasting live from houston texas and it's very interesting because it's been a very tumultuous tumultuous past few weeks recently underwent the uh essentially nationwide rioting due to the george floyd um incident the tragedy the murder of george floyd and that's something the nation's still reeling from and it's still kind of uh you know regularly being discussed but there's something that we've been talking about for a while that kind of faded away, went to the back burner, if you will, of the news cycle due to the other you know, chaotic issues going on across the nation. And that is the coronavirus pandemic. It's actually still a thing. We previously had notes of some decreasing uh, numbers throughout the, uh, the nation and the world, after, actually. But new data is showing that there actually may be a second wave afoot. Um, and many believe that this second wave is occurring due to the fact that some states may have prematurely opened. Now we say second wave because certain states, especially those in the South that were very adamant about reopening sooner rather than later, includes Florida, as well as Texas, where I am currently at, 
it's been noted that there are a large number of new coronavirus cases that are developing. Uh, this month, apparently Florida, or this week, week I should say, there were about 8,500 new coronavirus cases, really the most of any seven-day period for the state of Florida. In Texas, hospitalizations um, jumped 6.3% uh, of coronavirus patients. And I can even personally attest to this because as an emergency room physician, I've actually noted there are an increasing number of coronavirus patients coming in through the ED. Um, oddly enough, uh, the first time here in Houston, I guess I, I could say personally that we were seeing coronavirus patients was kind of early to mid-March, and then it was a noted decrease afterwards. However, um, it seems that there is an increase of people coming in contact with coronavirus. So it's definitely a thing, and it seems like the uh, outbreaks may be coinciding with the state's reopenings. It was always uh, one of the political issues that kind of was a mark of this entire coronavirus pandemic was getting certain areas to comply with the stay-at-home orders. Now, we all know the whole stay-at-home thing was designed to keep people away from one another because it was believed that viruses like the coronavirus are very contagious and they can spread from one person to the other via close contact. And there's actually some new controversial data that was recently put out there by the WHO, which we're going to talk about next. But either way, it was believed that, you know, people staying away from each other was the best thing. And that's something that's been shown uh, throughout history as far as the concept of social distancing. So, of course, when states start to mandate people stay at home and certain businesses were close, forced to shut down, it led to a very contentious political environment. Um, the president personally became very upset, stating that the economy would, would was starting to fail due to something he did not, you know, have any control over. And I think this concern for political appearances as far as a depressed economy due to the stay-at-home effect, many states begin to push back and start to rally to reopen despite the safety concerns of the coronavirus. And so it became almost a political issue as opposed to a health and safety issue. And that's something that um, is unfortunate. And um, because America is a nation that's definitely concerned about the money, um, it wouldn't take too long if it was believed that something that was negatively affecting the money flow um, before something like that would be attacked. And sure enough, the concept of the stay-at-home order became vilified as it was starting to re realize that the economy was being negatively impacted. And unfortunately, this is actually something that happened globally. So, you know, most countries were actually shut down. So most of the world economy was also depressed. But of course, this didn't matter. People were concerned about, again, getting back to the cash, which led to <clears throat> the push to reopen. As a result, states in the South, which were extremely vocal on reopening pretty early, um, like Texas and Florida um, were starting, uh, were, were feared to believe that they would be victims of potentially the second wave. And some of the numbers are showing that that actually might be the case now. Um, again, like we said earlier, Florida has recently had a, a surge in cases. And so um, Florida is one of the first few states that opened up. You know, they closed very briefly if they call it a close. I think they were opened up 
Um, around um, uh, March, I mean, sorry, around April, sorry, um, mid to late April, they opened up one of the for earliest states to do so, followed closely by Texas and Georgia. So, um, and these are where some of the new cases are starting to pop up. So we have to be very careful, guys. And Texas and, and, and the Americas are not the only uh, country that's suffering some increased surges as a result of uh, the second wave, I should say. Brazil is one of actually the most you know, heavily impacted countries with some of the highest new infection rates. Brazil um, is famously um, led by President Bolsonaro, who's believed to be the Brazilian version of Trump. Um, many call him anti-science. Many call him almost a uh, fascist. And that's something that's up for debate. So my Brazilian listeners, thank you. By the shout out to the Brazilian listeners, guys. We see you on the on the metrics. Appreciate the love out there. Please tell your friends. You know, I uh, love Brazil. It's a fantastic country. Hopefully you guys are spreading the word on the health and wellness connection. But yes, um, Brazil uh, has noted a surge in cases of the coronavirus as well. They have a total of 775,000 new cases um, and almost 40,000 deaths. Um, Brazil, because of the high rate of uh, poverty and some of the, you know, local favelas are very, very compact and uh, overcrowded, leading to a nightmare scenario of transmission. So, you know, Brazilians are, are getting extra vigilant. Many local governments are working to try to ensure um, some ramifications are put in place to help reduce the transmission of coronavirus. And much work is being done to ensure that, you know, increased PPE and other uh, supplies are being sent to Brazil to help allay some of the uh, issues they're facing. And because of the coronavirus, actually, this has actually led to a huge political upheaval in Brazil with even talks of possible um, overthrowing the president due to increased insecurity. So definitely the Brazil is a country you guys want to pay close attention to. Um, this coronavirus has really kind of upended the nation and even made it more politically unstable, somewhat like the United States, <laughs> which is something that we're dealing with as well. So the coronavirus is real and this couldn't even topple nations as far as the amount of uh, stress is putting on different uh, countries. And so it's something we have to continue monitoring. We know Russia is also another country that uh, initially was appeared to be spared from the coronavirus uh, pandemic as they didn't note a lot of new infections early on. However, um, now Brazil is third in the rankings for coronavirus infections uh, with almost 493,000 infections, positive, sorry, cases of coronavirus, only 6,000 deaths, but many believe that's rapid, that's rising rapidly as they are starting to um, have their own wave of infectious uh, uh, cases, if you will. So, yes. Yeah, so ultimately, it's uh, something that, you know, is definitely causing a lot of havoc. Now, some countries that are actually seeing increased activity in the African continent um, include Nigeria. Nigeria is one of those countries that also had historically had very, very low numbers of cases. Um, however, over the past uh, few months from late May, they started having a surge in their total case count, um, it went quickly over 5,000 by late May, um, sorry, late April, and now to end of May, almost about just shy of about 13,000 and rising every day. Um, they're also noting an increased count of new cases every day in Nigeria, between 300 to 500 new cases being diagnosed in Nigeria on a daily basis. Now, um, as a result, um, there's increased vigilance in Nigeria to ensure that, 
you know, people are being monitored. There's also new um, schemes being created to help track and trace patients. And in Nigeria, they actually quarantine um, all positive patients, even all travelers who come into the country also forced quarantine for 14 days, assuming you can even get in the country. The airport um, has been shut down for a while and recently just reopened. So um, a lot of work going on in you know, Nigeria to help reduce the spread of uh, coronavirus. And definitely um, while on the lower end, um, they still are definitely having uh, their their share of the coronavirus uh, infections. And in Africa, one more country we want to talk about before we move forward, uh, Madagascar, another country that had a lot of um, media attention due to their controversial cure, cure that they created um, in their own country known as COVID Organics based off the Artesima plant. That's uh, essentially African version of the wormwood plant um, that has shown some antiviral and anti-malaria activity, and they believe that this could also be effective for the coronavirus infection. Um, they actually are done fantastic throughout this entire pandemic. Um, approximately only 10 deaths total recorded in their country. Um, about three, it's believed to have about 850 active cases. Um, so, um, you know, if these numbers are accurate, they're, you know, luckily, definitely doing very well. Now, this COVID organic treatment they created has been, you know, being shipped all throughout Africa. So it'll be interesting to see how the studies that are supposedly being done currently on their uh, medication, um, what kind of results we see from that. And so that we'll be following as well on the show. So, yes. Yeah, so um, the whole thing about the coronavirus infectious uh, rate has always led to this concern about masks. There's recently a new... Um, a new uh, report that was released by the WHO that stated that apparently asymptomatic cases of coronavirus, meaning those super spreaders that we used to call them. <laughs> now they're saying that these apparently asymptomatic coronavirus case patients are not very contagious. Um, this led to a lot of discussion and a lot of debate regarding masks and everything else. So we're going to talk more about, you know, how contagious are these asymptomatic carriers of coronavirus? And number two, are the masks as important as we've been told? Uh, this has been a whole host hoax regarding the masks, or are we, you know, wearing these masks to save ourselves from infection? Um, then we're going to talk about all this here in more detail, guys. We got to come up for the break, but stay tuned. We have more on uh, the coronavirus pandemic, um, just the ongoing chaos, as well as some of the rules that we've been told and some of the issues with those rules. And we're going to talk more about all that. Coming up after the break again, it's Dr. Barry, your host of the Health and Wellness Connection, guys. Thanks for listening. Hello, 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 and welcome, guys. It's your host, Dr. Barry of the Health and Wellness Connection, guys. Thank you for tuning back into the show. Now, today we're talking about just the chaos going on in the world that we currently live. Of course, the coronavirus pandemic has really been the 
the uh, the apex of all that. I mean, the the zenith of all the confusion kind of set. I guess you could say it's a fire starter. Maybe it set off everything in motion, if you will. And it's still a thing, and uh, it's still kind of, you know, um, coming and going. And so we've talked about some of the countries that were actually being currently uh, affected. Um, but one thing about the entire, you know, increased infectious uh, rates that we're seeing of the coronavirus, it's really led to more concern regarding how the coronavirus infection is spread. Um, as you know, during our previous shows, we've discussed at length some of the concerns as far as why coronavirus is so contagious it's a very hardy virus it can stay on surfaces for extended periods it's something that um, can be noted to be in high concentrations in the nose the mouth the oral mucosa pharynx so hence reason whenever you speak or talk you know virus apparently can come out of those your mouth and nose very easily um, you know most viruses actually are spread via droplets meaning you know, droplets of saliva or mucus produced in your nose and mouth are usually how the virus is spread. So if you sneeze, for instance, the droplets hit your hand or hit a table, then you then shake someone else's hand. That's how you transfer those droplets to the other person. Then they, then they then touch their face. That's usually how people, you know, infect themselves or get sick, if you will. Now, there was some concern because of the coronavirus was extremely um, contagious that perhaps you actually didn't need airborne, uh, sorry, you didn't need droplets to um, transmit. You could actually just, you know, the virus could just float in the air on its own and spread. And because they believe that the viral load in the oral, you know, nasal pharynx was so high that um, simply talking would exude virus in the air. Therefore, it's, it would be very easy for someone to kind of inhale the virus. But it was believed that this actually was quite difficult, meaning if you're not sneezing or coughing, you're just talking, but you are positive, right? So that means that you are producing a virus, but you don't have any symptoms. So the chances of a droplet being exuded from your, assuming you're positive now and you're speaking and you're not sick, the chance of you actually expelling the virus in a contagious form, which is use the droplets as opposed to the airborne, which happens, but as far as the airborne being a transmission vector or transmission style, it's not clear how effective that is. So the WHO then believed that, well, because of this potential low risk for asymptomatic positive patients to spread the virus due to the fact that the virus that they're exuding is typically not high enough in concentration to effectively infect someone else. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, in a nutshell, there's some controversy in on how infectious someone who is a positive carrier but asymptomatic is. Now, because we're not clear on it, and you know, to be to err on the side of caution, it's it's probably recommended that everyone wear a mask until we're clear on how truly these asymptomatic carriers are. Um, carriers are. However, this is kind of what led to people saying that masks maybe is something that should not be you know enforced that you must wear but it's something that should be recommended and definitely if you're someone who has symptoms or has been around someone who is sick um and so this is kind of why the mask thing has become such a subject that many people have been a little bit you know confused on now of course at the end of the day we know that you know if you are sick 
you definitely need to be wearing a mask. You should probably, you should definitely be at home, ideally, with a mask on, just to be uh, safe side, so you won't be transmitting it to other people in the home. You need to be isolating yourself as much as possible, um, really reducing your contact with others, people who are in your home before they come in contact with you should also be wearing their mask, ideally a N95 mask, because again, the virus is small enough to pass through normal cloth masks. Now, the people who wear cloth masks are really for healthy people who are going out amongst large crowds of people, especially if you're in a situation where you're not really clear on other people's health. A mask can protect you from potentially, you know, inhaling or being sneezed on and having the droplets touch you. And also, it can remind you not to touch your face in case you are touching something that may have been encountered by someone who has had, uh, who was sick. So the, the mask is something that I think at this time is important that everyone, you know, try and use if you can. I think that if you don't wear a mask, you forget to wear a mask, try to keep away from others. That's usually the, the best strategy anyways. And just in general, you know, you know, the cool thing about the mask thing is becoming now a fashion thing. So <laughs> it's now going to be a, a fashion accessory people can play with. So maybe that can help promote more mask wearing, at least until this, I think, pandemic is kind of starting to, uh, you know, wane a bit, um, you know, and with the whole treatment uh, strategies, as far as the coronavirus, we've talked about that extensively. Um, just please try to keep your immune system up with good, you know, hydration, multivitamin usage, zinc supplementation, and just overall, you know, good, healthy eating. Nothing you can really do um, that's, you know, better than, you know, keeping your immune system up. Ultimately, the vaccines are being manufactured and many people, you know, are monitoring that closely. Many people are excited for vaccines. I think vaccines can definitely be an effective strategy to treat it. Uh, many people are not excited for vaccines. Many people think vaccines are uh, a way to, um, you know, give people, you know, all kinds of weird um, you know, medications. Some people claim even biochips are in vaccines. That's not, you know, the case or it really has ever been done. But, you know, people would like to believe it anyway. I say if you're someone who doesn't trust vaccines, you need to make sure you're doing um, everything you can to improve your immune system by, you know, eating right, you know, exercising, multivitamin use, sleeping well, taking care of your body. So let's make sure we're doing everything we can to, uh, you know, make ourselves hard to kill, if you will, <laughs> by this uh, virus. All right, so um, now we're talking, another thing that was also big in the news is the whole idea behind the protest and whether or not they are potentially a, a source of new infections. Now, we do know that uh, protests have been going on all across the, the globe due to the whole George Floyd police brutality situation. Funny thing is many countries have had their own situations similar to George Floyd. And so this whole kind of movement led to a reawakening of many uh, previous grievances local populations have had with their local police departments regarding what they felt was unfortunate deaths. So, um, but during these protests, which have been, you know, the vast majority of which have been peaceful, um, there has been a lot of violence still associated with these protests. Some people believe outside provocateurs have infiltrated the protests and have created the chaos. Others believe that, you know, people have just gotten out of hand with the grief and have led to. Uh, wanton destruction. So I think a little bit of truth is in all that. However, because of the chaos with the protest, 
social distancing has kind of been on the back burner. Uh, people have been kind of in close quarters, yelling in the top of their lungs. Imagine if someone who had the positive case of the virus and was screaming and hollering, which is really actually a um, hallmark of these protests. If you, remember, if you listen to last week's show, I actually played some clips from the protests that I attended in Houston. And one thing that was consistent was constant back and forth chanting. Um, now, the chants were very, you know, moving. Many were chanting George Floyd and I Can't Breathe and other um, poignant chants designed to promote some of the messaging um, behind the protests. However, if these people were positive or if anyone who was screaming and hollering was positive, chances are they were literally just emitting virus in their you know <laughs> local vicinity and if you're screaming and hollering chances are you know it's a nice little landing pad for the virus to land on your nose and mouth and get you sick so it's really a nightmare situation uh, for um, people trying not to get sick and really uh, an ideal exciting situation for the coronavirus and the coronavirus has all kinds of new people to infect we're yelling and screaming at the top of their lungs, which is a great way to, you know, enter into the body. So, you know, many people believe that this will also create a new second wave due to these protests going on nationwide. So we know New York, which was hit um, heavily with the initial wave, was also a source of a site of many protests there, L.A., Houston, really all over. So we'll be paying close attention to some of these cities especially those that were heavily involved in the protesting like Minnesota, Seattle, and so forth, and really monitor to see, you know, if there is a significant wave of new infections that is being predicted. If you're someone who's, you know, planning on attending protests, um, stay tuned actually to a future episode of the show. We actually have uh, a legal mind coming on to really tell us more about the protest and how, you know, if you're deciding that I'm going to go out there and protest, you know, ways you could potentially keep yourself from any potential legal issues that may develop um, as a result of protesting. From a health perspective, though, you definitely want to be considered um, to wear a mask. You know, you don't want to be out there yelling and screaming, open mouth with there's potential other people who can get infected around. Um, the cool thing about, you know, these protests is many cog- many organizations are out there giving um, resources to the protesters, water and so forth. Um, the one I attended in Houston actually had uh, people giving away free masks, which I thought was very thoughtful. So um, you don't want to depend on that, though. You know, I'd, I recommend definitely mask usage. Bring some water. Hydration is important. You're out there in these in the summer heat. It can be very dehydrating to be out there for long periods of time. So bottle of water is, is crucial. Comfortable shoes. And uh, you don't want to be, uh, you know, you know, uh, on a uh, violent kind of mindset. So you want to be peaceful. And just kind of stay safe, guys. You know, social distancing will be difficult to do, so mask wearing will be essential. So definitely, you don't want to be out there without a mask. And you don't do want to remember that coronavirus is real. Um, people are getting sick. I'm seeing younger people coming into the emergency room with coronavirus infections now. Um, so, you know, this thing still has not been licked yet. We don't have a cure. So please, guys, take it seriously. And, uh, yeah, so, yes, the protest, you know, definitely uh, pay attention to that. And some of the most poignant things I've heard regarding the protests and the dangers, some people say they even know that it's dangerous, but they feel that, you know, because of the seriousness of the police brutality campaign that they are one to, you know, to bring attention to, they're willing to risk their lives to protest with the risk of coronavirus exposure. So it's, uh, you know, while that's very noble, you know, it's something that you you want to think very carefully about. and, And let's make sure we're doing everything we can to, you know, 
help promote justice as well as stay healthy. You know, I think we can do both. And it's important that we, you know, keep, you know, aware of the coronavirus and that it's not, you know, you know, gone away. All right. So, again, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on in the news. It's just kind of quick summary as far as the health and wellness connection perspective. I want to thank you guys for listening. It's Dr. Barry. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out. You know, we, we love to hear from our fans. Love to hear from the uh, listeners. And also, um, if you have any um, topic ideas as well, don't hesitate to reach out to us at the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. Again, email drberryhealth at gmail.com. Also, check us out on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. And lastly, subscribe to the show. Check us our podcast link, anchor.fm backslash HW Connection. Thanks, and I'll catch you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast and radio show. For more information on ways to get healthy, please check us out. www.anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. Here you can re-listen to the show, check out older shows, and even further support the show by becoming a subscriber to the podcast. Please check us out today. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. And also, don't forget to follow Dr. Barry on Instagram at drbarrymd. Until next time, stay healthy.